Hey, you're listening to Be Your Best with Phil Haugen, where we explain the methods that help bridge the language barrier between horse and rider. Our goal with each episode is to provide you with the training philosophies that will help you to be your best every day. Hey everybody, this is Phil Haugen coming to you from Weatherford, Oklahoma at our training facility and I want to welcome you to this episode of Be Your Best Horsemanship. It is uh, fairly early Sunday morning, beautiful morning. We've uh, just finished a pretty warm, hot, windy week. Looks like we're going to get a little break in the weather this week, so I'm excited about that. But uh, you know, in in Oklahoma, the weather's kind of been the topic of conversation this week with everybody that comes. And we always have about three weeks of weather that in the summertime you just have to survive and get through. And and the good part about it is you can start early enough that uh, you can get done what you what you have to do. I kind of compare it to when I lived up in the Dakotas and you get into one of them really really cold spells and you you just you know same deal you just have to survive it and get through it and and uh you know and 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 just that saying uh this too shall pass i i just have to tell myself that sometimes it's been we've missed several rains and you know, their grass is turning yellow and it's crunchy when you walk across it <laughs> you know things that um if i let it myself personally if i let it 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 can sure um affect my attitude each day so uh i'm i'm doing uh, pretty good i'm just uh, like i said i'm in i'm in survival mode and getting through it and uh had a great week of training on my horses had a private clinic saturday with a young trainer from arizona that's relocated to oklahoma and um i had a couple and that's one of the things I'm going to talk about today. Uh, you know, on on this show, I always try to, I mean, every episode is influenced by something that's usually happened that week or something that somebody, a question or a challenge that someone's facing. And so today I'm going to talk about that. And I'm going to talk about another customer of mine that uh, called this week and she was really frustrated. She'd been to a clinic of mine and in Hermosa a um, week and a half ago and uh, it was probably a couple days after that she'd made a run on her horse at a barrel race and and had had a couple challenges typical deal she's being really hard on herself really has a couple of really nice horses and I'll just start by talking about that situation because this is a situation a lot of people are gonna face you know in the performance horse world um, in the speed events and the majority of horses I train that that those are the disciplines that they go to you know two things you have to remember if you don't have 100% control of speed and direction with your horse um, with speed you're you're gonna have trouble okay that's that's just a given you are going to have trouble and like in the barrel racing you have to understand and it took me a while to really put all this together and uh and and i'm not saying everything i think is right either 
but just from my experiences and the years that I've put in, you know, the that simple concept of a horse only has two thought processes. And that is they're either using the thinking side of their brain or the reactive side of their brain. And to me, I'm going to say that really holds true because I see it every day. I can tell immediately with any response, whether that's a thinking response or a reactive response. And in the speed events, we have to understand that when you ask a horse to run hard, you're basically asking them for a reactive response because that is the same response that triggers when they are alarmed, scared, frightened, just like horses in the pasture, something scares them, what do they do? They put, lift their head up, put their tail in the air and they run off, okay? So that's one of the reasons um, that so many barrel racers especially have figured out how important horsemanship is and having that really strong foundation because, and, and, and I say the barrel racers, because that is such a grueling event. You know, you're out there for 13, 14, 15, 16, 17 seconds, right? The other events are over the calf rope and your horses has ran and stopped in about three seconds, right? Um, yeah, they're working the rope and the run might last, you know, seven to 10 seconds, but you know, the team roping, I mean, it's basically over in a blink anymore, you know, three, four, five seconds. Um, the barrel racing, your horse is out there for a lot longer time. And, and four times during that run, you ask that horse to be reactive basically by running hard. You run hard to the first rate turn, run hard to the second rate turn, run hard to the third rate and turn and run hard home. <clears throat> and you, you know, when, when you think about it that way, when, when horses start getting a little on the muscle before you go make a run, I mean, that that's totally understandable. Um, in this particular situation, this, this young trainer, and she's, she had two really nice horses, really nice horses at the clinic. And they were both very similar as far as foundation fundamentals. There was one thing I noticed at the clinic, and, and she and I talked about this, Horses had a big stop, but when they had that, when they went into their stop, it was kind of like they jumped into it just a little bit. They had a big, uh, kind of a, it wasn't just a smooth slide into the stop. Those horses had a big stop and there was a little head elevation there. When I watched her stop those horses at the clinic, I thought, I wonder how they are in a turn because I could see those horses getting a little stiff in their stops. Now they had big, had a big stop, really good stop. And she'd really done a good job with that. And these horses were really broke. When she sent me the video from that week and she was frustrated on the first barrel, um, there was some elevation, that horse went into its stop, but there was some head elevation. And so when you, when you get some head elevation in a stop, what happens is you're going to get a little bit of that horse's back hollowing out. And when that happens, 
that horse is going to become stiff and a little bit front end loaded. Okay, well, as soon as your horse gets front end loaded, you're going to lose your lateral flexion. You're going to use your lose your lateral softness or or some of it. Okay, so she lost a little bit on the first, a little bit more on the second, and on the third, the horse kind of stiffened its shoulder. It, it shouldered in a little bit, but really what happened was that horse got stiff in its rib cage and just didn't uh, didn't have much shape going into the third. And so by trying to hold it off, of course, then you just shoot on by and then you're past a stride and then you come back. This particular trainer, you can tell she works really hard at it. And you know, in her other business, she's a perfectionist and she wants, uh, you know, she's frustrated like we all are when things don't go perfect. And, and I, you know, I totally get it because that's me. I like things to be a certain way and I want things to go perfect. And, and what happens is when they don't go perfect, how do we feel about ourselves? We feel like we're losers, right? I mean, we feel like like we're failures, and and this is what was happening, you know, with her, because she's just like, you know, I'm about to quit. I can't I can't figure this out. Simple fix. I mean, and and I don't want to minimize the challenge, but it was a simple fix for this particular horse, and and I'm sure it's going to be the same fix for for her other horses, but it, it's three three exercises. Lateral flexion. I have a lateral bending exercise that I do where uh, I basically just squeeze, put my hand down, squeeze that horse's rib cage, and when that horse moves off, I tip their nose one direction or the other, and I keep my legs against them when I do this because I want to I want to encourage forward motion. But I want that horse to go to following their nose when I'm encouraging them to pick up their feet. And my encouragement for a horse to pick up their feet is a squeeze of their rib cage, my legs against their rib cage. And then the last is a correct one rein stop, which is a four step process. My one rein stops are a four step process. Horses, and this is becoming more and more clear to me all the time and I even heard Ron Rawls talk about this the other day on a on a podcast with uh, uh, Racers Edge podcast and if you get a chance to go listen to it because this guy's sure enough a horseman and uh, but he was talking about horses being insecure on the ground um, when they go into a turn and that's and and I I've believed that for a long time that a lot of lot of the stiffness a lot of times when a horse gets stiff is because they become insecure and they lock down on all four legs that's why God gave them four legs is to be able to stand up so I think you know with with the lateral flexion softening that horse right and left lateral bending exercise getting that horse to to continue on through a turn, keeping that front end moving and following its nose. Because when I tip a horse's nose, that shoulder's got to come. 
I, I don't see any benefit to tipping a horse's nose and that shoulder drifting off into la la land. Um, I do, I do do some counter arcs and some counter bending with my horses. Um, and that's in a little bit more advanced stage of the training. Um, but at the same time, I don't, uh, I don't ever tip a horse's nose and let that shoulder drift because I just think if you do that with speed, I mean, what, and you tip your horse's nose and go into a turn, I just don't see how that's going to help you any. Um, I want that shoulder coming with that nose. And that's why I do that lateral bending exercise on, on basically every horse every day. And then of course I always do one range stops. Um, tell you what one rein stops do and this is becoming more and more clear to me all the time is one rein stops help a horse one rein stops done correctly and that's the key here because most of the time when I teach the one rein stop the response back from from the students and trainers is oh I, that makes sense, but I never, I haven't been shown that before. I didn't know how to do it that way. And, you know, the one rein stops, I think with speed, really help a horse develop the confidence that they can have their body in somewhat of a compromised position and still be confident to stay soft and follow their nose and complete that turn. Um, when a horse gets uh, insecure or scared, um, when you have some anxiety, that horse is going to get stiff and, and just go into self-preservation mode. And I think that's what happens a lot with speed in turns. And so that that foundation of those simple fundamental exercises are just so key in that situation. And with this particular horse, it will soften that horse in the head, neck, shoulders, and the rib cage for sure. And it'll help that horse be confident of staying soft and getting balanced on its hindquarters, but, but, but being with its nose tipped in that turn, it will it'll take away that head elevation. And when you do that, when you take away that head elevation, that horse stays more round in its back. And when that happens, that hind quarter is automatically underneath that horse more. So when that hind quarter gets underneath that horse more, you get less pressure, less weight on that front end and more balance on those powerful hind quarters. And, and to me, in everything I do, that's what I'm looking for. That's what I'm looking for. Um, we always have to put our horses' bodies in a position that makes it as easy as possible to complete the task that we're asking. And I think sometimes we don't do such a great job of that, or I know personally I didn't for, for a good while. Um, but, uh, you know, so, so in this situation with this horse, like I said, super nice horse, really broke. Um, there was one small piece of the puzzle that maybe that horse didn't understand. Um, and, and you can, uh, by fixing that one small thing 
it, it's going to make those turns so easy. You know, in, in that event, in that event, to me, it's um, from the horse's perspective, it's all about putting that horse in the best position to make the task that we're asking them to complete, which is the turn. We got to put their body in the best position to make that task more easily attainable. Make it to where it's easier for them to complete that task, that exercise, that turn. You know, and sometimes um, the smallest change makes the biggest difference. And I promise you in this situation that that's going to be the case because whereas we have a really frustrated rider and probably a frustrated horse in, in certain situations, you know, when you get into that situation um, and, and that just makes it, it makes for not for it to not be much fun right probably for for horse or rider um now the one thing that i did talk about was you know fix the problem away from the pattern um it's like horses with box issues you know fix the problem away from the box um on a barrel horse fix the problem away from the pattern then when you go back um when you go back then, then it's easier for them and they don't they don't hate the pattern if you're having trouble on the pattern in my opinion and you're you're tuning on that horse tuning 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 um if i was a horse i'd get to where i hated the pattern i'd hate to even see a barrel or an object out there however a horse however a horse sees that object because they don't see it exactly like you do little little change that can make a huge difference a little change that can make a huge difference i saw the uh similar challenge but different this week when i had a saturday i had a private clinic with a young trainer from arizona that like i said is living in oklahoma now and you know he was working a horse um in a bozell and when he would go stop that horse, the horse had a pretty good, pretty, pretty nice little stop, but his hands were, you know, five or six inches above the swells of his saddle and, and or more. And that horse was, when that horse would stop, the horse understood the stop, but there was a head elevation and you could even, you could just sit and imagine the back hollowing out and, and you'd get a stop, but then there's a stall in there because just like when you stop a horse and then try to back it up before that horse can back up that back has got to get round and that ho that horse has got to get back behind the bridle or in this case the bozelle so that they could get their get more balanced on their hindquarters and then and then start the back up and same situation we worked on a lot on lateral flexion we worked on the lateral bending exercises we worked a ton on one rein stops and you could just see the light bulb come on for the rider for the trainer and the horse and before we were done saturday um that was a completely different horse now to the credit of the trainer 
because here's the deal. Our horses don't change unless we change. You know, my horses don't get better unless I get better. And it's a, it's a, it's an everyday challenge. I mean, every day I still work on my field timing and balance, work on my muscle memory, um, work on, you know, understanding what I need to do to put my horse in the optimal position to complete the desired exercise or task. And when I do that, and, and that might mean, you know, getting my inside leg out of the way and riding my outside stirrup a little more. It might be my upper body position. It might be my leg position, my hand position. I mean, those are things that sometimes we lose focus on or here again, me personally, to where I have to remind myself that every, every change I make or every adjustment I make up there when I'm working a horse is a signal to that horse. And, you know, I'm sure if we could switch places sometimes when I get done working a horse, if I could have been the horse and they've been the rider or I could have been the horse and me being the rider, I probably would have got done and thought, good Lord, what was that? You know, the mixture of signals and the clarity wasn't there. Uh, those are things that, you know, I think about a lot in my training business and, and when I'm teaching. Um, I think we just have to be, and, and that's what, you know, that's what develops consistency and, and consistency develops confidence in our horses. Um, you know, when our horses start to become confident in us, I think it's so much easier for them to clarify what the signal is that we're sending. And, and that's just because if, if we don't have that horse in the habit of using that thinking side of their brain and in the habit of finding a certain response for a certain signal, um, it's really gonna, it's going to be really hard to be consistent. And if we're not consistent, it's going to be really hard to have that confidence. You know, I was, I'm going to talk about this in another podcast on personal development, but I was, I was listening to a guy named John Asraf and he was talking about, he's a, he's a brain guy and talks a lot about how the brain works. And, you know, he was saying that it takes 67, I think it was 67 or 68, it was high 60s, to 365 days to create a new habit. You know, and forever we've heard, oh, it takes 30 days to create a new habit. And I've always said it takes at least 60. And I didn't have anything scientifically to back that up. That was just something I made up. <laughs> so, uh, that and a cup of coffee, that and a buck 50 will get you a cup of coffee at the quick stop. You know, I didn't have anything to back that up. That was just a guess on my part, but, but this is based on information that they've gathered over time. 
and and you know that makes a lot of sense and for me personally I know it takes me two or three months to create a new habit and I have got to focus 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 I mean I'm 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 like everybody else and probably worse than most of you about creating new habits because I it is so easy for me to fall back into uh, a habit and it may not be particularly a bad habit I mean I'm pretty conscious of it obviously but you can take a habit that you have that's okay or pretty good and when you want to create a better habit boy it's it is it takes focus and you have to you have to commit to doing it and you know it, it's funny going into this week I've uh, it's been a busy summer I've had a lot of clinics since May my customer horses I've kept my numbers down to where it's manageable but still I've I've uh, kind of had my hands full it's really hard for us to keep help here because you can't you can't coast through a day at my place I mean it's just in this time of year it's hot and, you know so right now we don't even have any part-time help we're doing it all um, you know, it, it's real easy for me to slip back into other habits and just say, I don't have time to do that right now. I don't have time to commit to that right now. But so this week, um, I make a list each day and I work off of that list. And, you know, one of these things coming up this next week, I'm going to make a little bit more time. I'm going to create more time in the morning to work on a couple things that that I need to get better at and and allow myself that time to do it. Um, this time of year when it's so hot, as soon as my feet hit the ground in the morning, you know I feel like I feel like I need to hit the ground running and be out there so that I can get my horses rode before it gets so hot that that neither one of us is learning anything and and I you know I don't know that that's necessarily bad I mean that's being motivated to get your horses rode but I haven't really taken some time for myself on some personal development things that I've been working on you know so this week I'm going to I'm going to make you know make a commitment to start doing that and that's going to be the first things on my list this week and you know I think there's I think we got to understand that with ourselves and with our habits there's always there's always going to be those challenges there's always going to be something we can get a little better at and and you know what I just have to accept the fact that that that's okay that's okay you know that's just human nature it's just human nature it's just like just like those two young trainers I was talking about, you know, it's it's going to take working on softening those horses laterally, softening them through that lateral bending exercise, doing one rein stops. It's not going to happen overnight. It's not going to happen in 30 days where you create that habit. You need to do it for the next two or three months. Will you get the, will it pay off? absolutely it will pay off you know just some things to think about going into this week just some things to think about um, I always every time we we 
we run into a challenge, um, think of the solution. You know, think of how you're going to apply the solution. Get after it and then give yourself a couple months, two or three months to, to fix it. It's not going to happen overnight. That, uh, I better wrap it up. Thanks for listening. Gosh, we appreciate you all. Have a great week of training. God bless. And as always, be your best. Hey, thanks for joining us on today's show. To learn more about the training program that inspired the Be Your Best podcast, head over to philhagenhorsemanship.com and join our online community by following us at philhagenhorsemanship on Facebook or Instagram. This is where we're going to be sharing tons of training tips and information about how you can experience our Training Through Understanding program at one of our upcoming clinics. As you go through the day today, I want to encourage you to figure out one thing you can do to get 1% better, whether that is in your horsemanship journey, your career, or your personal life. Own it and be your best. God bless and have a great day of training.